So I'd like to contrast two Gemaras. Begin with the Gemara in Beitzah, on Daflamet Beit. Gemara tells us that there was a fellow by the name of Shapsai Bar Marinus. Shapsai Bar Marinus comes to Bava. He asked people to help him out financially. If somebody could involve him, could engage him in business. This is on Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis. He asked them to help him financially. People didn't help him out. He says, if you're not going to give me Parnasa, at least give me some food. I'll take a handout. They didn't give him that either. So Shapsai is really hurt. He comes to Babel. The people are not feeding him rice. They're not giving him Parnasa. They're not giving him food. So Amar, he says, Hani These can't be people with Yichas all the way back to Abraham Avinu. They must be descendants of the Eir of Rav. Why? Because the Pasuk says about Klai Yisrael, V'nasen l'charachamim b'richamcha. You didn't have rachmanis. You didn't have compassion on others. The fact that they have no compassion must be that they're not descendants of Abraham Avinu. Gemara continues, Any person who has rachamim b'yodua shuhum izara shal Avraham Avinu. If you see somebody who has no compassion, he sees somebody's in a bind, somebody needs parnasa, somebody needs chizik, somebody needs something, and he doesn't reach out, then doesn't go, there's no middle ground. If a person has Rachmanus, then you know he's Mizara Avraham Avinu. If he doesn't have Rachmanus, you know he's not Mizara Shal Avraham Avinu. This is a Gemara in Beit. It seems to be from the Gemara that there's something innate, there's something inherent, there's an inherent feeling of compassion, of Rachmanus, that every yid has. Yet the Gemara in Ksubis, I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure if this is a kasha. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a lot of Arlam sold this certainly in the afternoon seder. Um, if we're learning Ksubis, where the Gemara here says, Gemara tells us a story of Rav Chia Barabba lost a child. The Rish Lakish comes to be Menachem Brings his maturgaman with him, <coughs> and then he tells the maturgaman to say different things about about the different people around, about the union of of, of Avelis. So he says to him, "Say something about Menachem Avelim. Say something special. Be mavarik. Say something nice about people who come to do Nichol Avelim." So he gets up and he says, "Achenu goim lechasadim bnei goim lechasadim." It's referring to Yehud to Klal Yisrael. The goim lechasadim, the children of goim lechasadim. That they're holding on to the bris of Avram Avinu. That Avram Avinu did a balcha, was a balcha, said, and basically giving a bracha that Akadosh Baruch should continue to bench them. How do we know Avram Avinu did chesed? It's brought down in Rashi. Then he gave Achila Shtia Levaya. Achila Shtia Levaya. The Gemara over here sounds like people who do chesed. People who do, for example, Nechomei Avelim, they're machzikim b'vrisa shal Avram Avinu. It's something that they do. They're holding on to the Masorah, holding on to Avram Avinu was Nechnas Labris. Avram Avinu taught us a specific anhaga, and they're acting in that way. Yet the Gemara and Beitzah sounds like it's not just something that we act, it's something that either you are or you're not. 
There's a difference between what we're describing in the Gemara Ksubas and what we're describing in the Gemara Beitz. And this is really what we want to talk about. There's a difference between Rachmanus and Gemilas Chasadim. Rachmanus is when I'm moved by your plight. I see somebody going through a hard time. I see somebody's hungry. I see somebody's hurt. And I feel compassion. I feel Rachmanus towards him. Any person, as we said from the, from the Gemara and Beitzah, any person who doesn't have Rachmanus, it's Biyadua that he's not Mizar Shalavram We all begin, we're all blessed. Everybody in this room is blessed with an innate hergish that we will, be, we will have Rachmanus in somebody else. But then there's another level, a higher level, and that level is called Gemilas Chasad. The Gemara over there is talking about Nichum Avelim. The Marsha over there in that Gemara says, Who are you doing the Chasad to when you're Nachman? I would have said it's to the it's to the Avo. Never he lost somebody, he's there, he's feeling sad, I go to the cheer him up. Marsha says, You're doing chesed in my mason. And that's such a special type of a chesed. You're doing chesed with a mace, coming, you're acknowledging that he died, you, you, you're going to learn from his ways, give a chesed to his family. It's a chesed to the mace. And since that's such a different type of a chesed, that's why they're deserving of a bracha. You don't have compassion on the mace, he's dead. You're not feeling bad for the mace. You're doing a chesed to the mace. Chesed is something. Chesed is deeper. Chavzayim talks about it. Chesed is deeper than Rachmanus. I wanted to speak a little bit to show how Avram Avinu, when he gave Achila and Shtia, it wasn't just out of Rachmanus, it was out of Chesed. And then hopefully we could learn in our own Anhagel. We'll try to come up with a few, few, point, a few pointers that we can take from this Lamaisa. There's an officer of Nassim in Perak Zayin that says something tremendous. Avastir of Nasan compares the Hachnasis Archim of Avram Avinu and the Hachnasis Archim of Eov. Eov was known as a tremendous Machnis Arich. What's the difference? Avastir of Nasan says, when somebody would come into Eov's house, hungry hungry person, hungry anybody, comes into Eov's house, he would say to him, tell me, what do you normally eat? What do you normally have for breakfast? Normally have cereal, he'd give him cereal. That's says, I've got to tell you the truth. We normally have a French toast. We know where I come from. We have waffles. We have this. We have eggs. Whatever he was used to, Eov would give him. It wasn't only breakfast. It was lunch. It was supper. Whatever a person was accustomed to, that's the way Eov would take care of him. Says the, the, the upstairs of Nasan, Avram Avinu was a whole different league. Kodesh Baruch says to Eov, Eov, you haven't even reached half of what Avram Avinu does. You give them what they're accustomed to. Avram Avinu would ask somebody for... You know, well, what do you eat for breakfast? He'd say cereal. He says, you ever had eggs? Let me give you some eggs. Guys, I normally have eggs. He says, pancakes? You ever, you ever had a pancake for breakfast? Avram Avinu would always up it. Don't, don't give these examples. He would say, the person says, I normally eat sarim. He'd say, I'll give you chitim. The person says, I normally have chitim. I'll give you soilus. Avram Avinu wanted to introduce them to new time and to new tastes. When he did it, it wasn't, if you just feel compassionate to somebody, you just feel bad about his matzah, he doesn't have what he normally, what he used to have, so then you're full, his chesar. But if you want to be a garmel chesed, you want to be a bal chesed, what could I give him that's going to make him happy? What could I give him that he, you know, that he didn't have? How could I be made to him in the best possible way? We're talking about food, but even when it comes to food, even when it comes to, like Rabbi Srasalanti used to say, the other person's gashmias is your rachmias. Make somebody feel good, make somebody enjoy, make somebody have. So a fascinating thing. In those nine Latoras, nine Latoras by Rabzalman Saratskin. 
uh, Rashi says in last week's parsha that Aisha's light, we know the Pasuk says Aisha's light turned around, she turned it into an Nitzidimala. Why did she become a pillar of salt? Why salt? So Rashi says she did a chet with salt. Because when light wanted to give the Archim salt, he said, can you give me salt? She says, why are you bringing these corrupt minhagim over here and giving the guests salt? Asks Reb Zalman Saratskin. The Pasuk says he gave them bread, he gave them matzahs, he gave them a mishnah, he put out a whole spread. She didn't complain about that. What is she upset? She's upset about the salt. She says, what's the big deal about salt? If somebody's hungry and you feed them, even if the food is bland, they're full. The point of putting salt into the food is that it's kishmak, it tastes good, you want more. You enjoy it so much, you'll finish it, you'll ask for doubles, you'll ask for triples. She says, why are you doing that? I disagree with your achanas but I understand. He's hungry, for whatever reason you feel bad for him, I understand that you give him food. But salt... That you're going to give him an appetite that he's going to want more? You're going to make him enjoy it? Avraham Avinu grew up, the Lord grew up in Avraham Avinu's house where they gave them the tongue b'chardel, they gave dips. They gave it in a way that it tasted better. Why should I just give you food if I could give you food that tastes good, that gives you a better time? Avraham Avinu's chesed wasn't just chesed that was responding to, let me fill your void. Avraham Avinu, if there's a way that I could be mated, if there's a way that I could give you more, then Avraham Avinu wanted to do it. Avraham Avinu sends Rivka, and he sends Eliezer to find the Shidduch of Yitzchak. I want to show you two fascinating Anhagas in the life of Rivka, in the pages of this week's parasha. Sorry. One of them is, Eliezer comes to the well. Eliezer's there, and he davens to HaKadosh Baruch that he should find the Zivuk for Rivka today. Briskorov points out it's right before Shkia, and he's asking that it happen now. Okay, he's... And he gives HaKadosh Baruch Hu a speech before he dies. He says, Rabban Shalom, let me tell you, I'm standing here next to a well. And the B'nai Sa'ir are coming out of the city, they're coming now to draw water from the well. So let it be that the girl that I ask, uh, to, to please give me something to drink, she'll say, not only will I give you to drink, I'll give your camels to drink as well. She's the one. Why is Eliezer giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu a speech before he dies? He should have simply asked, Rabban Shalom, the girl that I asked to give me something to drink, let she be the one. What does he have to tell Hashem where he's standing? I'm standing next to the well, and all the girls are coming out. It's not my kasha. I saw this kasha in a sefer called Levi Yisrael, written by Rabbi Yisrael Grossman, the father of the Rav Migdala Enoch, of, of uh, Rabbi Yitzchak David Grossman. So he says a beautiful thing. He says, imagine you see somebody walking out of a supermarket. He's holding a bag. He's a big, strong guy walk. And he comes over to you, you don't know who he is, and he says, you know, would you, mind, would you mind taking my bag to the car? You're a big guy. You're a strong guy. I'm in, I'm, I'm in a rush. I've got things to do. What's the big deal? Carry him the bag. He says, imagine you have another kid. Somebody walks out of the uh, supermarket with a lot of bags and asks you to help. And you're coming. You come to the supermarket, not because you don't have time. You're busy. And you see, so the first reaction of a regular person would be, is anybody else that could help? Are you sure you don't have anybody? And then you help. He says, Eliezer was making the following statement, Rabbanu Shalom, I realize I'm standing right next to the well myself. I'm right next to the water. All that I need to do is take my cup and put it into the water and take it. She's not the only one that's here. There's a lot of other people around. And I'm going to ask her, me, the strong Eliezer, is going to say, I'm sorry, could you please give me water to drink? After she, she has to draw it now from the well. Why should I give you a drink? Go take it yourself. Why should I do it? There's other people. I want to find somebody that when I ask, their immediate reaction is, of course, I would love to give you. 
It's an opportunity to give. It's an opportunity to be made. It doesn't make a difference if you need it, if you don't need it. It doesn't make a difference if you're stuck. I'm not only doing the chesed to take you, to fill your void, to take you, to bail you out of your trouble. I'm doing it because I have a chance to be mated. Rabbi Yannison Ebeshitz makes a diak in the Pasuk. It says that Rivka was walking, he sees Rivka, the Kadal Shechma. Her jug was on her, was on her shoulder. Says Rabbi Yannison Ebeshitz, who cares where the jug was? It was under her arm, it was in her hand, it was in a satchel. Why does the Torah tell us where she kept it? He says, because... If a person, yeah, I'll give the marshal, you know, if a person's walking, there's a lot of, you ever walk down Malchay Yisrael Street on an Arab Shabbos or any other time, there's a lot of people collecting money. Okay, you want to get from point A to point B. So, you know, you could be very immersed in a conversation, you're not making eye contact, or you could walk around flaunting your money that I, if anybody needs, I'm, I'm happy to give, I have anybody need money, they'll, Rivka right now, she's gone, she understands, somebody might ask for a drink. People used to put their stuff away that it shouldn't be clear that I'm walking around and I'm going to have water on me. Because what happens if somebody asks me for water? Then I have to go back and draw it again. <coughs> Rivka was such a balas chesed. She's walking around with Kadal Shechma. She's walking around with it in case anybody's going to need a drink. I'm headed to the well. And if anybody needs, I'll be happy to give you. And then I'll go back again and get more for myself. The Torah is telling this to us so we should realize when Rivka is doing chesed, the chesed that Avraham Avinu was looking for, that Eliezer was looking for, in Rivka, wasn't just somebody who felt bad for the other person. Somebody who welcomes the opportunity to be mated to another person. What could I do to benefit another person? How could I make somebody... I think they said from the Chidush HaRim. Klai was in the Midbar. They had all their needs. Their clothes grew with them. Everybody had food. Everybody had drink. How was the Chesed in the Midbar? What Chesed was there in the Midbar? Anybody know the Chidush HaRim? So the Chidush HaRim said... The man would taste like anything you thought. The Gemara and Yuma, whatever you thought it should taste like, that's what it tasted like. So people would tell other people, have you ever tasted this kind of a food? Did you ever taste like a filet mignon? Yeah, you ever tasted this? How do you pronounce it? Forget about pronouncing it. Just think it. Think it. Person, people would give each other, they would share with each other various timings. Tell people what to think about, so that they would have an, an even bigger gishmat. That's also called a chesed. Chesed is not only when I have compassion. That's something every yid starts off with that, as we started the Gemara Mbeit. So if a person doesn't have rachmanas, there's some, his questionable yichas. But in addition to rachmanas, there's another thing called chesed. What could I do? Go out of my way to be mated, to make your life better, to make your life easier, to make your life more, more fulfilling. This is the Avaidah. This is what Avraham Avinu worked on. This was Beis Hashal Avraham. And this is what Avraham Avinu was looking for in Rivka, like we've seen from these, two, from these two places. You know, one of the wonderful things that we have when a person's in yeshiva, Hashem, you know, those of us who are married, we have this in our homes. Everybody should find their zivug in the right time, with the right one, in an easy way. <clears throat> when you're living in yeshiva, certainly when you're staying in the dormitory, but when you, there are countless opportunities. We're living among people. We're learning together. We share a lot of things that are similar. Most of us are learning the same thing. It is such an opportunity to be mated to other people. Last time we spoke, two weeks ago, we spoke about what happens when you see somebody's in a hard place. You see somebody's in a rough patch. You see somebody doesn't have a chavrusa. You know, somebody has a chavrusa, but there's so many ways you could validate people, so many ways you could build a person, so many ways you could give to people in learning in general. There's so many opportunities when you're living among people, especially friendly people, nice people, good people, kind of people that make up this place. 
So I'd like to just mention two things, two or three things that are If, we could, if there's any way we could start on time, there would be a, a huge school of inspiring Torah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are running out of time. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just mention one thing. I'll mention a, 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 a Gemara Bava Basra. Gemara Bava Basra tells us about Eov and his friends. Eov was very broken. The Satan came. He wanted to set an example. He wanted to make a point. The whole beginning of Sefer Eov, Eov was a tzaddik, he was a tamen, machnis aruch, like we said before. Eov was alone and he was broken. <clears throat> Kamara tells us on Tezayin and Baba Basra, Kamara talks about the Pesuk, my Eov had three really, really close friends. Eliphaz, Bildad, and uh, Tzalchar, Tzalchar. These three friends came, as soon as Eov was in a bind, they all came, and they all entered the town of Gomorrah's at the very same instant. Says Kamara, how did they all know to come? They didn't have phones those days. How did they know? Kamara says that each one of them had a crown. They were such close friends, and they lived very, very far, 300 parcels away from each other, equidistant. They made crowns, and in the crowns, they put three faces, and they put a name, the way Rashi explains it, they put the three names, each one put the names of these three friends. Rashi explains that they used Keshav to program these crowns, that if the friend, any one of the friends was in a bind, then that picture, his image on that crown, would start to wilt, to lose color, and they would realize that something's going on, you have to come. So it says, so they all came, they all knew about it, they all came. The Gemara says, however, that they all came at the very same instant. They all walked into the town, into Eov's place, at the very same moment. So the question, the Bali Musa ask the Kasha, and they just say, I'd like to end with this. They all ask a question. They say, I understand that as soon as a friend, if you're really a good friend, you know your friend's in a bind, your friend's hurting, of course you're going to come. Of course you but how did they all notice the crown at the same time? It doesn't say that there was sound. But how did they all notice it at the very same time? As soon as they would notice, they would come. They were exactly 300 parcel apart. They all entered the town at the same instant. It must be that their loyalty to their friends meant, I'm not being Messiah Das for my friend. They were always looking at that crown. And if they couldn't look at it, they appointed somebody else to look at it. If I have a friend, I'm living with people that I care about, I can't be Messiah Das. Sometimes, sometimes somebody gets hurt, but sometimes also there's just opportunities to make a person feel better. If somebody, in my view, I keep somebody in, in my, in my, um, range of vision. what? Range of vision. In my range of vision. <laughs> keep, keep people in my range of vision. Look for ways. Try to spend time, a little bit of time every day to think about the people that are close to me, the people that mean something to me, my chabrusa, the people sitting at my table, people that, the people that I'm around. Just to think about their matzah. Think about it. Perhaps things are not good. Perhaps things are good. How could I be made to another person? The wonderful things to think about as we go through these parshas. And I'll also tell you what goes around comes around. Hopefully, you be a good friend, you'll have good friends.